Welcome to Baking with House of Bread, and this is your host, Sheila McCann. Well, the holidays are always a little bit chaotic in the business, uh, super fun, but at the same time, we have about five times more customers the week of December 18th to the 25th. Our demands on our employees are a lot higher. And my bakery happens to be in a college town in San Luis Obispo, California. So they want to go home for the holidays. It's a little bit of a super fun time and also super stressful. <laughs> and this year, it was a, a little bit even further bit of craziness. I had hired somebody, particularly looked for somebody that's local. So starting in about October, I'm hiring local employees, not ones that are going to be like super bright Cal Poly students and they'd be really good. But yeah, they're going to be want to be gone for three weeks during the holidays. So I end up hiring this guy and this is when the day is supposed to start. I kid you not. He's not there. And I'm like, all right, where is he? Because we had really good communication going on by email and whatnot. And then he tells me that he doesn't think he can take the job because he he's not sure that his emotional support dog could be there with him for the long shifts. I'm like, what? Didn't really talk about that emotional support dog when I interviewed him. And the bakery in San Luis Obispo, the one I have now, is 1,100 square feet. There is not a customer area. And there certainly isn't room for a dog Oh, not to mention, why would you apply for food service if that was something you needed? So that kind of set me back. And then I had another person that I hired that I thought would be, she was kind of a sweet girl, actually. She didn't speak English all that well, but you know what? We could communicate. What you also find during the holidays is that you have this marketing program. So you get all your graphics done and it's all these pretty materials um, you put an online order form on your website. You've got a special holiday menu. You send out newsletters to your newsletter list or social media posts. So you do all this marketing because you know what? In marketing, there's a saying called go fishing when the fish are biting. Or maybe that's a fishing saying, but you get the idea. It's really hard to generate business like the first you know, week in January so you can spend all kinds of money and all kinds of energy. It's really not going to come back to you because the fish are not biting, so to speak. So the holidays, they are. So I always think, okay, I got to get on it. Well, then what happens is you get a few orders. You know, they start trickling in. The people that are really on top of things and organized, you know, they make their special orders like three weeks in advance, two weeks. But, you know, the reality is the vast majority of people... We just don't think like that. We're not putting our orders in until like, oh, wow, December 25th is a week away. I better put my order in. So you started getting in this huge amount when your sales are also picking up right around December 18th. Then December 19th, it's like your email order forms. There's just dozens of them coming in. And December 20th, which is our cutoff day, then you start getting even a few then. And then you then you quickly, <laughs> you're emailing your web guy, take down the order form. Take it all down. I don't hide it. I don't want any more special orders. 
and then there's always a few people that are just, you know, they're just clever enough. They manage to get through. So they either, you know, find you on your contact page anyway. And then you're like, no, I can't do it. I just can't do it. Because what you're really concerned about is, you know, screwing up their order. And I remember the first year I was in business, I didn't know what I was doing, quite frankly. I started on November 11th, got through Thanksgiving. and But Thanksgiving is really like one day, whereas the December 18th through the 24th, it's a full week of intensity. Come the holiday season, I am... Um, let all my Cal Poly students go home for the holidays because I understood what it was like. I went to college at Montana State University, which was three hours from where my family lived in Great Falls. So I, of course, let them go. Well, then I brought in my soccer friends. I played on a soccer team then. And uh, the funny thing is they were mostly teachers <laughs> and they all had their cheat sheets. So they'd have them in their sleeves you know, so they knew how to like answer the questions that people ask, like what was in the bread or what the price was. They had all the answers um, on their sleeves. It was just kind of funny. It was a bit chaotic, though, because they didn't really know what they're doing. They didn't know the register. And so that's when I learned to hire local people. Then this year, my favorite aunt, who um, is my mom's sister, both of them had eight children. They're both very amazing women. My mom passed away in 2019. Rosemary, she passed away in on December 15th. I wasn't going to miss her funeral. I mean, she was 92 years old, so it wasn't like a big tragic loss. I mean, it probably was time for her to go. So I'm not, it wasn't, you're not mourning that. You're just recognizing that you're going to miss them. Even though I still think of my mother as being with me. Um, and I still think of Rosemary, too. But I'm not going to miss her, her service. I figure out a way to do it. So I get on a plane on Tuesday, and then I return. And by the way, <laughs> her service was in Wisconsin. It's on a dairy farm. It's basically the middle of nowhere. And not to mention there's this huge storm that was coming through. You know, I'm not afraid a little bit of weather, but... It was what it was. So I leave on the 20th, and then the service is on the 21st of December. And, of course, there's this huge storm. And I, I ran a four-wheel drive. I fly into Minneapolis-St. Paul. I think the weather when I landed was seven degrees below zero. So, you know, I get in the rental car, and I, and it really wasn't too bad of a storm at that point. It was, um, it was actually quite beautiful. It was white, and trees were all lined with white snow, and... I drove from Minneapolis-St. Paul to this little town called Womandy in the middle of nowhere. And I got there about 11 o'clock in time to, you know, visit with my cousins. And then um, we had, they had a mass for my aunt. And the funny thing was, is that, man, these people are hardy. That's all I can say is they are hardcore. It was so cold. Well, she got buried right there. They're outside. I mean, it is below zero. <laughs> and I took pictures of this. They're hardy bunch. And then, of course, I drove back at about 3.30. So I was there for, you know, less than five hours. And then it was the, we call it the white knuckle drive. And because you're gripping the steering wheel <laughs> and you're gripping it so tight and you're just like, oh, get me back. So I went straight back to that hotel. Didn't stop for dinner. Didn't stop anywhere. I just ordered room service because I'm like, 
I'm not, once I get there, I'm not going anywhere. So then my flight the next morning, of course, was canceled. I did get back that Thursday night just in time for Friday, because guess what? Friday I was baking. Um, I don't bake very much at my bakery. Um, and I actually really look forward to it because I really like my bakers and, you know, it's just a lot of fun. We play good music and we, uh, work hard and bake a lot of stuff. And fortunately, my manager this year, I have her organizing all the special orders, which is really the hard part. And she's actually a phenomenal baker too. But I, I honestly get like baker brain where you get tired and you just can't think. And I don't want to organize all those orders. I went into the bakery Friday morning. So I get home Thursday night about mid, uh, it was earlier than midnight. But anyway, you get the idea. It was late. So I get to the bakery. Oh, I think I got there about 4.30 in the morning. We just had a lot of mixes and I had hired a new baker um, just a few days beforehand and he was there as well as my main baker Mike who's like a phenom he's so fast and efficient my opener didn't show up my opener didn't show up and I get a message later that night that he didn't have his phone with him and he forgot he had to work <laughs> and that's why you're like Oh, great. So then my other new hire, the one that didn't speak English very well, she texts me and says that she got another job. So basically, guess who's got to cover these shifts? Because it's really pretty much all hands on deck anyway, because you're busy. Um, and not to mention that you already had two of your key employees that left for the holidays. So it was basically about a 12-hour day. Uh, not too bad. You know, I've had worse for sure. So then the next morning, I mean, I'm looking at these special orders and thankfully, like I said, my manager is doing it, but literally, I mean, there's hundreds. And so I'm just glad that she's got it all organized and she's extremely accurate. Um, but I wake up about 12.55 at night and I'm like, oh, well, I can't sleep. And so I go into the bakery. So I, the other people are scheduled at 3.30. Well, anyway, so I get there. And I start the first mix, which is grandma's white. It's like 120 pounds of dough. We're doing the biggest batch possible. Not only did I start that mix, I backed it up with another biggest batch of grandma's white, which is another 120 pounds of dough. And then I did sourdough and we did about an 80 pound batch of sourdough. Um, you kind of get the idea. I had four mixes done and then I did all the quiches, which is about I had 20 something quiches. Um, so I was busy those last those those hour and a half or whatever before my bakers got there was busy. So then at three thirty, I'm like, okay, I'm waiting for my bakers to come in because someone's got to divide all this dough because we finished the bulk fermentation for the grandma's white, and no one's there. No one shows up at three thirty, and I'm like, okay, I'm not sure how I'm going to divide all this dough, <laughs> and not to mention like the muffins and scones haven't been made. You know, the bagels, the croissants, all that other pastry items that need to be made. And uh, so I'm like, well, do what you can do. And my back of my mind, I'm like, OK, I'm going to call my manager. I'm going to give these guys about an hour to come in. If they don't come in, I'm going to call my manager. And it's just going to be <laughs> it's going to be the hell day. <laughs> but anyway, 345, the new hire shows up. So I get him to work doing work doing the muffins and scones. And then I'm like, where's Mike? Where's my key baker? And he's been with me for like five years. Um, and I'm like, where is he? And, and so sure enough, 
I just text him with a coming and a question mark and he shows up about four o'clock. I don't think I've ever been so happy to see somebody because he can really, you know, divide and shape really fast. So anyway, so it all worked out. He was there and um, we made a lot of bread. Um, and it's just one of those things that, I mean, I love the holidays because you get all those delightful smells and we make a lot of things that we normally don't make. So we have our stolen, your panettone, we do red velvet and gingerbread, but there's just a lot of spices during the holidays. And then you enjoy all that. And I really enjoy being busy, but then at the same time is, is that all the holiday stress. And, and so we screwed up one order and the woman was like, I can't believe you lost my order. And I have, and part of me is like, really lady, you have no idea what we've been through this week. <laughs> and it's not as easy as you, as you make it sound to be. It's like, but I kind of kept my cool. I just apologized and, and said, yeah, well, we had a lot of orders. But I will tell you this, is to give your local bakers, it's only this busy a few days out of the year. So it's not like we got our systems down really well. So it's just kind of give them a little bit of slack. But, you know, we managed to come up with something to give her. And, um, you know, so she was a little bit happier by that time. We do our best, you know, and we... <laughs> <laughs> but we're also extremely tired by the time December 24th happens. It's your, your bakers and your baker owners, I can tell you are pretty tired. I and mean, that all being said, I mean, I'm, I do a heck of a good business that time period. So financially it's like super profitable. Um, and it is really rewarding. And I do enjoy that, um, holiday baking, but I will tell you that it can be overwhelming. I mean, that's the, <laughs> that's the reality of owning a bakery during the holidays. And then the other funny thing is, is that I get a lot of customers that come in and they tell me how, oh, they make that bread. They make the, their own panettone. And they got to tell me what different ingredients they put in than my panettone. And then they can tell me about their stolen, you know, so I get all these things and they're saying, but I don't have time this year. So that's why they're putting in the special order with me, right? And I'm thinking to myself, yeah, well, you're only making three loaves. We're making 300. So, so it's like the time factor is a little bit different for them than us. I do appreciate all my customers. And I also am very grateful because if you think of it this way, they're choosing your products for the most special meals of the year. And so they want the very best. Um, and that's why I wake up at 1245 at night because I'm stressed about <laughs> getting it all right. Baking for friends, you know, when they're not paying you is a whole different level of stress. I mean, where it comes into is once you start taking money from people, you know, you, you have a responsibility. I mean, I really believe is that it's a responsibility to really give them a good, good baked good. So if you just enjoy baking and want to give to your friends, then I would just stick with that. <laughs> if you want to start making money, you just got to remember that there comes an added stress level. And now we are done with Christmas and I'm looking forward to a little more relaxing time. And then what happens and then I get a little bit bored. So then about, uh, oh, I don't know, the beginning of January and whatnot, when it kind of slows down, you're used to all that holiday hustle and bustle. 
and I, my personality type kind of likes being busy. Then I find myself like, oh, we're, <laughs> why aren't we that busy? I mean, fortunately, I've been in business long enough. I can look back and I can, you know, schedule the labor accordingly and, and reduce the bake, you know, so I'm not baking myself broke. And then I start looking forward to the next big holiday. And so we do have, a, you know, the Three Kings Day, you know, Mardi Gras, you've got Valentine's Day, St. Patrick's Day, but really the next big holiday for us is Easter. And that also is going to coincide. I'm opening up a bigger model. So I'm going to go about two and a half times the size in San Luis Obispo as well. It's a former restaurant. It's actually quite a beautiful space. And I'm going to have 50 something seats. Right now I have zero inside and I have about 12 outside. So this is going to be a whole different experience. And um, yeah, so I'm really looking forward to that. And I hope everyone enjoyed their holidays and got to have some special holiday treats. Note everybody, happy new year and happy baking. Oh, I wanted to offer one last present for everybody. I do have a downloadable recipe book. It has all your holiday favorites, among other things. And if you email me at Sheila, S-H-E-I-L-A, at houseofbread.com between now and January 2nd, I will send you a link to my Dropbox so you can just download it for free. And that would be not just happy baking, but also happy holidays. Thank you, everybody.